He spoke to the BBC while in Lebanon, where he is prohibited from leaving the country because of a criminal conviction. Carlos Ghosn Nissan ex-CEO Carlos Ghosn has indicated he wants a trial to clear his name of financial misconduct charges. As a result of France's decision to seek an international arrest order for his arrest, he spoke with the BBC. Mr. Ghosn said he was surprised at the time, but he was expecting the action. When Mr. Ghosn fled Japan in 2019, he was facing allegations of financial malfeasance. It is impossible for the former Nissan CEO, previously one of the auto industry's most prominent people, today to leave Lebanon since Japan has filed an Interpol red notice on him. As he stated to the BBC, I want to stay in trial because that is the only way I can get rid of the red notice which currently forbids me from leaving Lebanon. A trial in Lebanon, where he was absolutely confident of proving his innocence on the allegations leveled against him in Japan and any new evidence uncovered by the French probe, was what he desired. The Demise of the Car God Former Nissan CEO Carlos Ghosn reveals the dramatic story of how he escaped Japan in a box. The Carlos Ghosn scandal is depicted in four graphs. Suhail Bohuan Automobiles is being investigated by French prosecutors for allegedly funneling millions of euros from Renault. Personal expenditures like a 120-foot boat were made with the money, according to the Wall Street Journal. Five international arrest orders have now been issued by a French investigating magistrate against Mr. Ghosn and four others associated with an Oman-based vehicle distributor. Read more. After a bottle was hurled at him, Mike Tyson struck an aircraft passenger. TSLA stock earnings, three key takeaways from Tesla Q1. Netflix stock plunges after subscriber losses. There was not one cent, from Nissan or Renault, that ended up benefiting me directly or indirectly, Mr. Ghosn said on Friday. It was his repeated allegation that he had fled Japan because he could not have a fair trial there that led to his denial of being a fugitive from justice. According to Mr. Ghosn, the charges against him are part of a plot to thwart his intentions to merge Renault and Nissan. The charges against Carlos Ghosn in Japan have been frequently denied by the fugitive since his departure. He claims they were involved in a plot to thwart his plans to merge Nissan with its French partner Renault. However, a secret probe has been going on in France for some time. In Beirut, Mr. Ghosn was recently subjected to lengthy questioning by an investigative magistrate. Because of the international arrest order, the French government appears to believe there is a legitimate case to answer. Lawyers for Mr. Ghosn are certain that he will be tried and cleared of any wrongdoing in France. However, there is a problem. Despite the fact that Japan's request for his extradition is highly unlikely to be granted, the former executive is barred from leaving Lebanon. He's stuck in legal limbo for the time being. Renault, Nissan, and Mitsubishi were all formerly under Mr. Ghosn's control when the alliance was one of the world's largest automakers. At the time of his arrest in Japan at the end of 2018, he was being investigated on several counts, including allegations that he intentionally misreported his income and used corporate funds to pay his personal lavish spending habits and habits. He said he had done nothing wrong. He has previously told of his spectacular escape from Japan, which entailed disguises, hiding in a large music equipment box, and fleeing to his native Lebanon as he awaited a trial in his homeland. Gone a dual citizen of Lebanon and Brazil, cannot be extradited to France from Beirut, where he was questioned as part of the investigation, despite his admission to the BBC that he has been questioned. Surprising. It seemed to him that the investigation could not be closed unless he was in France, where the warrant for his arrest had been issued. 
because we had expected something like this to happen in a specific way, he remarked. As a result, the timing was surprising and also that we learned about it via an American newspaper without me being officially informed. We feel this step is the last technical resort they discovered to be able to litigate the issue in the future in a court of law, his lawyer Jean Tamalit of King and Spalding said to the BBC earlier. Sue Halebohan Automobiles present and past owners and directors were also given warrants. An inquiry for comment from the BBC was not immediately answered by the Omani firm. Amber Heard's ex-husband, Johnny Depp, has attempted to portray her as a violent, abusive, and demeaning person. An article by Ms. Heard in which she claimed to have been a victim of domestic violence has sparked a lawsuit from the actor. Mr. Depp has denied all allegations of domestic violence. 35-year-old actress Amber Heard is suing him for $100 million, 76 million pounds, in retaliation. Mr. Depp described Ms. Heard's behavior as one of pure hatred in his deposition. Cross-examination began after two days of testimony on Wednesday. On Thursday, his testimony will continue for a third day. Couples' romance waned during their first year together and soon after Ms. Heard began a habit of hurling sarcastic and belittling and angry and violent and toxic spews, he added. According to Mr. Depp, it may begin with a smack. The first step could be as simple as hurling a television remote at my face. Throwing a glass of wine in my face could be the solution. She craves conflict in order to feel alive. The thirst for violence is in her blood, he stated. The jury heard recordings of the ex-couple and heard Ms. Heard concede that she did start a physical fight with Mr. Depp. Additionally, Mr. Depp recalled an event involving his ex-wife, Amber Heard, in which he discovered human fecal stuff on his side of the bed in their shared apartment. He couldn't help but grin at the absurdity of it all. Ms. Heard, who testified in Mr. Depp's 2018 defamation trial in the UK that the concept was extremely awful, has disputed that she or any of her pals left human excrement on the bed. A lawsuit trial involving Johnny Depp and Amber Heard is being carefully watched by the public in Virginia, and the jury has heard two dramatically divergent stories of their relationship. Heard's legal team has thus far worked to portray Depp as a physically and sexually violent partner who indulges in booze and drug binges. Actor Johnny Depp addressed his drug and alcohol use on Wednesday and said that after taking roxycodone for a back ailment, the actor became addicted to the prescription opiates. According to the actor's testimony, while he was detoxing from the narcotics, Ms. Heard refused to give him medication that would have alleviated his withdrawal symptoms because she claimed it was not time for the next dosage yet. The actor claimed that he rolled on the floor, in tears, and pleaded with the audience. Saying or admitting that was the lowest point in my life is something I dread to do. Read more. In court, Johnny Depp says he has never hit a woman in his life. Mutual abuse, according to therapist, describes how Depp and Heard marriage ended. The legal dispute between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. There was only a fleeting glance across the courtroom to where Johnny Depp's ex-wife Amber Heard was sitting as he prepared to testify on day two. Mr. Depp began to discuss his thoughts on their relationship, a relationship she claims was violent and abusive, as she sat and watched closely, occasionally taking down a few notes. First-day answers were characterized by hesitations and protracted searching for the perfect words on his testimony. He spoke more fluently on the second day, describing the breakdown of their marriage and how he believed she had become dominating and insulting. That's how he described it, an endless procession of insults and gazing at me like I was a moron. As one prisoner put it, 
I was denied the right to speak. Now I understood why he had gone on and on about his tense connection with his mother the day before. He realized he was in a relationship with his mother after receiving criticism from Ms. Hurd and responding to her. A smile spread across his face as he thought back on what had just been uttered. Celebrity and dealing with everything written about you were also topics he discussed. It's not possible for you to box with God since your arms are too short. In order to cope with the grief of the breakup, he turned to alcohol. Ms. Hurd, he said, was the one who would strike him. When they were on vacation, he would rent additional rooms so he could have a place to retire. He remained focused on the task at hand when the students arose for recess. Ms. Hurd stood motionless, her expression saying nothing. As far as I know, her side of the story hasn't been told yet. Gray line for presentation. When asked by Ms. Hurd's lawyer Ben Roddenborn if Johnny Depp was named in the 2018 op-ed in question, Mr. Depp stated that he was not in the piece. According to Mr. Depp, I think that it's quite easy to write a poem and put a finger on someone without revealing their name. Mr. Some things can be written in a sly way. The lawyer also inquired as to why Mr. Depp did not file a lawsuit against Ms. Hurd after she filed a restraining order against him in May 2016, two years earlier. I was instructed not to fight, Mr. Depp added, quoting his lawyer. Neither party has made false claims for financial advantage, read a divorce decree signed by the couple in August of that year. A former therapist for the celebrity ex-couple, who testified that Johnny Depp and Amber Heard engaged in mutual abuse, as well as medical professionals who treated Mr. Depp when he was detoxing from opiates, had previously testified before the jury.